Hey guys, I just wanted to jump in here at the start of the show and say congratulations to the one of the dear friends of this show, Moritz Spinder. He is a writer on the new Pumukul series that just released on RTL+. All the episodes are out now. Um, for those who don't know, Pumukul um, was a very, very successful and, and deeply beloved program in Germany, you know, equivalent to maybe something like Sesame Street in the way that it was like a helpful show that adults could enjoy that taught lessons that kids loved. And everybody here grew up with it. And it's it's really innocent and sweet. And Moritz did a great job. I've seen some episodes of it. It's beautiful and it's fun, even for me, who doesn't speak German so well. Uh, the acting is great. So shout out to Moritz. Congratulations to you and Corby and Noya Zupa and everybody. So go on over to RTL+. Plus. If you're in Germany, go watch Pumikul today. Okay, here's the show. something new today so I hope it lands I hope that you're watching this because if you're not watching it it means it didn't work but basically what I've tried to do for the very first time is sync up uh, this nice camera that I've had lying around the house for years and just never took advantage of and apply it to actual podcasting and hopefully eventually even live streaming because that's something I always really wanted to do you know it seems I ha like I have the setup here like I have the I have the space and I have the capability to to do it. I've just never done it because I'm a lazy, lazy boy. And doing new things like that really scare me. It's funny because um, it really depends what the new thing is. Um, when it came to like learning guitar or even jumping into making videos for TikTok or Instagram or something, that didn't scare me at all. I found it really exciting and interesting. But something about when the tech becomes more advanced, like, uh, for example, I watch a lot of, um, well, Mostly just one gamer on YouTube, uh, Markiplier. But I, I do watch a lot of gaming streams now and then. And, you know, like, in practice, what they're doing is very simple. They, they have their camera set up to their computer. And they're running, you know, they're running what you see into a computer. And the computer is recording that footage. And then them, or probably at the status that some of them are, they have a team or a couple people that take that footage and they edit it and then they just put it on YouTube. And it sounds simple. <laughs> uh, and it it is kind of simple, but something about when it comes to upgrading your equipment to like from a, a laptop webcam or to what I had been using the last uh, few uh, interviews you might have seen on YouTube or something like for... Um, like for the podcast or something, I used a different, an upgraded webcam, which was also a bad idea. Like just don't use a webcam because there isn't one that, oh man, I keep shaking the camera here. I don't even have a proper tripod for this yet. It's literally sitting on my monitor speakers. But um, the thing about the webcam, it doesn't even matter what kind of quality you get. I mean, maybe there's one out there for like thousands of euros, but um, if you have one of these like 60D, you know, Canon cameras, or even something like on a much smaller scale. This camera's quite old now. Um, there's much nicer cameras also that are pretty affordable these days. But when it comes to like something legitimate like this, like you could shoot a film 
on this. Like with the right color correction and the, uh, the right person who knows how to handle it, you could shoot a movie on this. And little indie student films have been shot on this. Um, and music videos have been shot on this camera. This camera has been, been, been in my life a long time now. But when it comes to upgrading the equipment and taking that next step into like investing into like bigger gear, um, it starts to overwhelm me. And I get really hesitant and really anxious about it. And then it, I, I just put it off forever. And then by some stroke of luck, and I mean, this is also the, the benefit of being in the, being born in the time frame that I was born, is that just about everything that you need to do or want to do has been done, and it's on the internet. Like, I just started Googling, okay, can you use, you know, a 60D? By the way, like, uh, I'm not a, I'm not a very, um, I'm not well-versed in a lot of tech terminology, if people talk about a certain kind of microphone or headphones or cameras, I, ha I have like a very, very limited knowledge or understanding of these things. And when people start to um, reference these things, especially like the real tech people who know like libraries of information about all these things, and they're all they're all called things you could never memorize, like the 6AC30 and the, the, the Xenex, you know, 24CH or, you know, there's things you could just never, and they get it all. I am not that guy. So I will make it clear. Like, I'm not a really super tech savvy guy by any means. Um, I, I know how to, uh, you know, edit videos on my phone. That's about it. But um, I'm definitely, I'm definitely like bottom of the barrel tech understanding. So I will explain when I say 60D, it's just the type of that's just this type of camera that you may or may not be seeing me on right now. So that's what I'm referring to. It's a Canon EOS 60D, and I'm literally only able to say those terms because I'm looking directly at the camera. Um, but I mean, you know, even the headphones that I've got on, I I'm a little bit better with microphones, but also coming from a musical background. But anyway, that's not the point. The point is, um, I might say the term 60D, and that's referring to the camera. Um, and I basically just got on YouTube and was like, can I use this camera as a, as a, like, can I stream with this camera? Can I, can I just use this nice camera as a webcam, for example, or like, can I use it on, if I wanted to go live on YouTube or, or Twitch or something like that? And I mean, the answer was just like, obviously, yes, like, of course you can, you idiot. Of course you can do that. And there's people who, the video that I watched, I think was like over 10 years old, it was some guy in crisp, clear quality, hyper, you know, perfect HD quality, also beautifully color corrected, which is a whole different skill set. Um, again, for those, like, I always think about my mom and like, for those who don't know what that means, basically, you can have a very, very nice camera and you can shoot a beautiful, beautifully framed shot with like, like a gorgeous thing. You can make a, you can make a beautiful take or a shot on that camera, but you still have to have somebody who goes in there and like literally affects the colors, like literally drags lines um, like this. There's like a screen <laughs> with the movie or the footage in the corner. And then there's like EQing and like, you're literally like, there's like a yellow line and a blue line, or like, like RB, like red, blue, green. Anyway, this is getting very, like for someone who doesn't know that much about it, I'm going f too far. Like I'm, I'm, I'm going to, I'm in quicksand. I'm going to drown. But yeah, you quick color correcting literally means just like taking this footage, this what they call raw footage, and then just putting it into a program that you can edit it and like effect put effects on it. 
and you can affect like if you want the color and the contrast and all that stuff. So anyway, um, this video was super old and it was like, of course you can use that. And it was, you know, his footage was very clean and beautiful. And he had the camera just like this. He had it rigged up on his uh, screen monitor. And I was so jealous of that. Um, it was like, how could I have not been doing that? How could I not have even thought of that? I do tend to find that in my life, the simplest, like the the things that I should have been doing, or like the, the things that better my life or make things easier, the things that... Um, What's the best way to put this? Like the things that help my career or my personal life or make things easier for me are things that are so simple, so easy to have thought of or to have done um, that it's impossible for me to think of these things on my own. It's crazy that it just takes me so long to think like, well, of course you could try to set up a nice camera as your thing um, and to like add to what I was saying earlier about the um, about the streamer guys, you know, you it seems so simple. They have just a, a you know a decent little light on their face. They have a nice little cozy background like so, and uh, you know then they're just playing their game, and uh, it's just so. Yeah, you know, like I said, in theory, it is very simple. So that's what we have today. Um, and again, if you're just hearing this and you don't see any clips online or I didn't put it on YouTube, then this did not work. <laughs> um, so let's see. Let's see. Um, I'll try and put the link for the YouTube version of this into the description. And if that worked, great. And if it doesn't work, well, better luck next time. Maybe the camera's battery will die too. I don't even know. I've been trying. I've been messing with this thing all day. But I also invested in uh, a softbox lamp, which I realize now uh, really should not be skimped on price-wise. Like, lights are very important. And when you don't get, when you don't pay for the quality, then you don't get the quality, basically. Uh, I bought this softbox, some brand I've never heard of, off of Amazon. And, you know, it... If, if, again, if you're seeing this and the lighting looks fine, I guess it did its job, but it doesn't have a dial <laughs> um, for the, again, for like just to explain some nerd stuff a little bit, like usually these kinds of lamps, which you can't see, it's behind the camera here, but usually these kinds of lights are very soft, like very easy on the eyes, kind of like a soft light. They call it a soft box. And it's this like big, wide sort of lamp with like a little screen in front. And usually you have a, a dial for how intense you want that light to be, like how bright, and you have like a color temperature. Sometimes you can switch out the bulbs. That's a whole different thing. But um, here, I feel like I'm pretending to know this stuff. I just, I, it's like, that is the extent of which I know. But um, this doesn't have any of that stuff. It's literally, you just turn it on. It's like a, like a living room lamp. You just, it's on and it's so bright. So I, have, I don't even have it facing me. Usually you have it sort of on you and you have it dialed a bit to where it doesn't like blast your face out but um pun intended but it does face away from me and I think it kind of works a little bit I don't know the thing is you also might just if this footage is up you might just be seeing raw footage because I am not a color corrector and I don't have an editor and I don't have enough money to really pay an editor regularly but I'm working on getting those things organized and yes so that is about as boring of an intro to a podcast as you can possibly get. Let's move on.
So, um, it would be weird for me to not bring up last week's episode. So I do want to do a little update about last week's episode. Uh, for those who have not heard it, if this is the first um, podcast you're hearing from me, um, then, you know, I don't necessarily think you have to go back to last week. But uh, long story short, I was talking about um, my aunt who um, has, since that recording, passed away officially. Um, and it's for the best. You know, she was in a lot of suffering and um, you know, she had her family with her in this hospice care and she has thankfully, uh, you know, moved on. And I think that's, it, it is for the best. And, and, you know, it's like, I had this one really tough moment. Um, I think going through the feelings of like facing mortality and stuff like that, it's not easy, even if it's not someone you're extremely close with. It's just, it's like people, it's just not something easy for people to digest, obviously. And probably last week's episode was um, in, in part due to that, like me getting older. I'm in my 30s now. Feels like years just like fly by. And then I just blinked and kind of imagined myself in her position and was like, what if I know someone who's very close to me and ends up in a position like that? Or, um, just like she had, she had Lou Gehrig's disease. So it's very, very, it's a very unfair, brutal, brutal, brutal disease. And, um, or if I, if I myself get it, you know, like, it's just, it's pretty much random. It's like 85% just random people get it. And it's really horrible. Um, and yeah, I was really, the last episode was really serious, really heavy. Um, but you know, sometimes you have to have an episode like that. Sometimes you have to, vent out how you feel and and you have to explore things and you have to let yourself talk and what better platform to let yourself do that than literally on a podcast that you do alone in your house and that you edit yourself and that you hope <laughs> a handful of people listen to so that's it's like therapy it's just that's the best place i can imagine to have done it and i think it was it is what it is and i i, I have no regrets about about that episode and um so that's yeah it was pretty heavy and it was about my aunt um you know being at the end of her, her end of her days and dealing with that information. Since that episode, um, I did have a, my final words with her, my final call. That was very tough. That was very difficult for me um, emotionally. It's just not... Uh, and, and it's funny because it's seeing someone in that kind of position, um, seeing somebody in that kind of situation physically makes their passing on more of a relief than um, an extra layer of, of weight or, or pain. Um, it's just not, you just shouldn't see people like that. You, I mean, you just don't want anyone to, I wouldn't wish that on anybody at all, you know. Um, so these, this last call, that was particularly the toughest part. That was between last week's episode and this one. Um, it was over the weekend, I guess, a couple of days before, and yeah, it was on Wednesday last week, Wednesday last week, and she passed, I believe, on Saturday, Friday or Saturday, I want to say, last week, and yeah, so the call was tough. Um, I was supposed to call my brother, um, and he was going to FaceTime you know, with my aunt, like with me, with him holding the phone, but the timing didn't work out for me that he could be there. So I spoke with, um, her son, my cousin Tyler, who, when we were kids, we were really close friends and I really like and respect Tyler a lot. 
Um, it's a shame that we haven't been able to see, see each other really in years. And um, I ended up texting with him and asked if he would be okay doing that. And he said he would. And I called him and then he showed me, he brought me over to his mom and he was very calm and collected and um, brave, like very, he was really in control of things. And I don't know if that's, you know, I'm not like that. <laughs> and I don't know if he, you know, when I see someone in, in acting like that in his position, my brain wonders if they're being strong for, for strong sake. If it's like, you know, if it's the wrong, if they're doing it because they're actually, you know, just accepting this and, and they're digesting it and it's okay, or if it's like to be tough. So I never know. But with Tyler, I have a feeling he's just in that position. He was just ready to see her move on because she was just, she just, it was at the end, you know? Um, and seeing her was very tough for me. Um, I won't go into the details, but just basically that disease is brutal. You can just look it up. And when someone's at the very end of their um, ability to function, like for the machinery of your body, like shutting down, it's just very difficult to see that. So I really, I broke down and I, you know, I had myself a good cry and it felt good to, to, to have that and to, to feel it and to really like sit in it for a while and then, uh, yeah, I told my brother and my mom to keep me updated. And yeah, then a few days later, she moved on, passed away, and and it's good. I think it's good that it's that it's over now. Um, and I think I should be hearing by the time of this recording, not the release, but the, I think by the time this, by the time you're he hearing this, she will have already had her funeral too. So things move pretty fast, but they, they, you know, by the time she was in hospice, they were already, already setting all that stuff up. So, um, and I wish I could be there. I sadly won't be able to make it, but I would be there if I was in the States, of course. So that's the update about that. Um, and it's all good. And I'm really happy that, it, that all of the burden and the, the pressure and the stress of everything and everybody, I'm just, it's moved on. It's over now. And we can all be grateful that she's no longer suffering. So that's good. That's a good thing. Um, so let's get into some updates also. I've talked and teased about this sock merchandise. Um, it is getting so close. It is getting so insanely close now. Um, my correspondent with the sock company based in Spain, Beth in España, has been sending me videos from the factory, from the manufacturing of the socks, and they look so good. Um, for those who don't know, um, my next venture of merchandise to to sell, which incorporates, um, you know, these catchphrases and things from my videos, is um, sport, like, so Germans say for exercising, for doing anything physical, they say like making sport, making sport. But I spell it like S-C-H, all caps, like sport, making sport. And uh, I've used it a lot in videos and people comment it a lot. So I thought, oh, that'd be funny if I made like these white tennis socks, which I tend to wear all the time. Um, if I made my own, well, actually, to backtrack it a bit, they reached out to me and said, you know, we we love what you do. We make socks. Could we send you some demo pairs? We could even do something together. So they started the whole, the whole idea. I liked their socks. They were good quality. And then um, I sent them some demos about what kind of sock I would want. And we found a price and we found an amount and some sizes. And we made sketches and 
Now we're at the point where like, I literally saw a video today of, of a person's hands taking the freshly folded manufactured socks, putting them inside the plastic bag with the little brand uh, closer thing and like stamping it like and it's just done. Like this perfectly sealed, ready to sell sock in a box. And there's so many socks. I'm really, really excited. Um, I mean, I think they're gonna be here. If, if I'm seeing a video like that today, so that means they, they either did that this morning or, or on Friday. I am very sure I will get these socks within within two weeks, which would mean that I would be able to have some by Christmas, which would be great. Um, yeah, and which also means that I can bring them and sell them at my live show in January. On January 13th at the Midla Club here in Munich, I'll be able to bring this new merch, and they're going to be great. They're, they're going to look so cool. I'm going to do a whole special thing about them. I've been collecting all the videos uh, from the company of the whole manufacturing process, so like everything from the little machine arms that take them through these rounds and through these... You'll see. It looks really cool, and it's, it's kind of personal and like a little behind the scenes, and I'm really happy that this whole thing about like the German videos and the comedy and the sport and all that stuff came full circle, so really excited to, to put that all together. And... <laughs> what's really crazy the craziest update from this like the craziest thing that happened this week it is so random it's so random but so funny to me is esteemed actress slash model i would say diane kruger but diana kruger um followed me on instagram like what? Do I continue to check to see if she has unfollowed me? Yes. Do I feel a little bit uh, above everybody else because of it? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Why would I? <laughs> oh, man, that's so funny. And she shared a reel. She shared a, a post that I made to her audience and was like, this guy's hysterical. And I was like, oh, Diane, you're embarrassing me. Diane, you're making me blush. Don't you stop it, Diane? Oh, Diane, you're so you're so great. You're so great. I loved you in National Treasure. I loved you in Troy. You're so great. You're so great, Diane Kruger. <laughs> Glorious bastards, Gorlami. Oh my goodness, she's great. Um. And she's still a fan. As of this recording, she still is. And I hope I don't scare her away. <laughs> uh, maybe I can send her some sport socks and uh, that would be funny. Um, man, but that's crazy. Yeah, uh, she, she, that really gave me a big boost uh, over the last couple of days. Like what a, what a juice, like what a, what, a, what a gas on the flame to be followed by an actual like real celebrity. That's really crazy. Um and for someone like so connected to Germany, I mean, she's a German actress and she, you know, I mean, first off, playing probably one of the most famous German women on screen ever in Quentin Tarantino's Inglorious Bastards, um, just also hit like, just emphasizes even more, like it just hits it even more, like this great connection to the German content and to her as this German American, you know, this like person who can really seamlessly go in between these kinds of roles. And yeah, I'm just really, I'm really grateful. So thank you, Diane Kruger, for the follow. 
Um, there was Krampus this week. Early in December, the Germans went pretty wild. This whole thing about Krampus and um, the Nikolaus and everything, it still, you know, doesn't doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I get that it's just it's just old old timey traditions. Well, also, okay, here's the thing. But Bavaria is very Catholic. Bavaria is a very Catholic place. It's a very Catholic town. And I just don't see the connection between Jesus and the Krampus monster. I I I like I is that connected also there's a Christ baby that fl- like flies into your house and lights candles on a real wooden tree inside a home that's just not good fire safety that sounds dangerous and what if they get their schedules mixed up? What if the Christ baby's lighting candles on your wooden tree inside your wooden house and all of a sudden Mr. Krampus shows up, huh? He's not gonna he's not gonna take his time outside with a cigarette and be like, go ahead, finish up, I'll be in the wood a minute. No, he's gonna he's gonna rampage in there, eat the Christ baby. Also, why is he a baby? Huh? When did that get mixed up? When did Okay. I'm not saying that Santa Claus is any better. But Santa Claus is an adult man in all of the stories. And I'm sure, you know, old good old St. Nick, you know, Chris Kringle, Nikolaus, that's all connected. That's all thread together. I get that. That's all fine and good. Do I understand why Nikolaus comes on December 6th <laughs> and like brings apples? to children and is like have you been good like you know i get the naughty and the nice list i think that's more of a christmas morning thing but you know what i'm american what do i know but at least he's an adult man at least he's a person with a driver's license he's got a big old beard you don't just get that before puberty hmm um do i think he might be a little on the michael jackson side of things by having a bunch of elves live in his house so, but he's a grown man. If he gets in trouble for that, then good riddance, he can go to prison. What I don't get is the Christ baby. Because Catholics do believe in Jesus Cristo. And this guy was my age. Tres on tres. <laughs> That's not how you say it. He was 33 when he uh, was when he went to the cross and gave his life for our sins. Well, okay, so here's the thing. I'm not I'm not mocking religion. I'm saying Catholics believe what I think they believe, right? So grown man Jesus goes to the cross. It's a Christian. It's Christianity. We know the story. So where does the Christ baby come into play? Where does the, like, and also, is this baby sentient? Does the baby have consciousness? What's scarier than a baby who knows everything and talks like an adult? Can you imagine the the terrors that baby must be able to tell? It would be worse than your grandpa's World War II stories. 
You won't believe what happened. You won't believe it. I can't tell you about it because it's going to ruin you. It's going to kill you. And imagine like every time you, he, like, <laughs> he speaks every language, but he, he always sounds like this in every language. Konnichiwa. <laughs> Ni hao. <laughs> Hola. Hello. Siavas. Yeah. So anyway, I was talking to this guy the other day and he's like, hey, aren't you the Christ baby who comes to the White House every Christmas? <laughs> hey, you. Aren't you that Christ baby that comes into our house every Christmas? Lights the candles on the real tree in the real house. That's totally not fire safe when no one's looking. With God knows what. Magic? A lighter? Is it a pick? Is it one of the candle lighters with the extenders on it? Is it matches? Is this Christ baby wandering into our house leaving matches on the floor? What do I look like? A Krampus? Uh, 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 uh. Krampus in the corner eating soup like, Hey! Lay off the Krampus jokes, okay? I'm very sensitive about that. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. Um, I have clearly lost my mind. Um, gonna... Uh, I would say I would take a quick break, but I don't really know where else to go with it. Um, let me check uh, on my camera real quick here. But yeah, we'll try it like that. So I'll just wrap things up there, I guess. Um... Yeah, short episode this week, but, you know, I got a lot to prepare for with the live show co coming up in January. Uh, I'll keep you updated about the socks, of course. Um, hopefully this video uh, didn't crash and burn or wasn't completely out of focus and will be on YouTube as well. Um, maybe that's also best to not upload a full hour on my first episode just to try things out. And um, yeah, if you guys look, if you had fun, if you have an opinion about this Krampus Christ baby thing, you can always go to my Instagram at Jordan Prince, or there's links in the description for the podcast um, to let me know in the comments or to, you know, send me a message what you think. If you, if you had fun, like, subscribe, follow, you know the drill. I hate to even say it, but it really, 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 really helps. And uh, since tis the season, if you don't want the Krampus to come uh, tear your clothes off in the streets and beat you with sticks, and but instead you want Nikolaus and potentially a sentient baby to come bring you apples and not burn your house down, then like and subscribe and share. All right, guys, I love you. Thank you so much. And bye-bye. Look at baby, the saints are coming Artsy-Fartsy Immigrants, ein Podcast von John Prince und Moritz Batscheider, produziert für M94.5.